0: Before we start the show, I want to tell you about Serve HQ. Every church leader knows that having trained and engaged volunteers is essential to successfully accomplishing your mission. But if you're like most leaders, you know how tricky it can be to onboard and equip people for your teams. But what if there was a resource to make it easier? That's why I want to tell you about Serve HQ. Serve HQ is simple video training courses that help you equip volunteers and develop leaders. So you can use their video library or create your own training on the platform. You can even automate next steps to onboard new people seamlessly. Check it out at servehq.church and the link is in the show notes. Servehq.church.
1: You know, the Bible says that the, was it the Lord rejoices when a work has begun? Like... We, I think, I think Christians like love that because they're like, yeah, dude, anyone could start, anyone could upload a video to YouTube and actually get started. And then the Lord rejoices that the work has begun, but like he rejoices the the work has begun because it should be continued, you know, like, but yeah, so much people launch their thing with one, you know, they'll launch their YouTube channel with one video upload with no, with no video in the, you know, arsenal ready to release or whatever. And, And then you just, you're gone after a week when. That's, that, that, that doesn't actually help anybody, you know? I actually think there's something about just just doing it, like just showing up consistently, let the people come over time, and you actually don't even need to actually formally announce it ever that you're launching something. You can just do something that over time will actually get traction because you're showing up consistently.
0: Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to Word Made Digital. I'm your host, Joanna LaFleur. This is season nine, episode eight. Today on the podcast, we have Omar El Takrori. If you don't know him, he's from Think Media, million plus subs on YouTube. And we're going to be talking about how to make YouTube videos easier, how to do content on a budget. You're going to love it. So thanks so much to our partners who are making this possible. To serve HQ, you can train your ministry volunteers, leaders, new members online fast and easy with Serve HQ, to Compassion Canada, who are lifting children from poverty in Jesus' name, and Scripture Untangled, which is a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society. All right, so if you are new to Word Made Digital, a reminder, if you're listening for a while, we've got a whole back catalog of podcasts. We got, in fact, now nine seasons of podcasts. We've got tutorials, free content to equip you, to equip your team, to communicate the best news in the world in the digital age. And also, we have that digital church Facebook group. We talk about it every week because we'd love to see more people interacting there. Come find us. It's where we can talk day to day, week to week. If you've got a question, if you've got a job to host, if you're looking for help, if you're looking for resources, if you're looking for a job, there are sometimes jobs posted on their digital church Facebook group. So let me tell you about Omar el He is a YouTube content creator and he works with Think Media and he's one of the leading educators when it comes to video and photo online. He's traveled the globe producing premium content for his clients, but he's really on a mission to help new creators remove the barriers and achieve high quality content in a really low cost way. So he's an expert on that and passionate about it, but he also, which I think is cool for this audience, He has a heart for the local church and he wants the church to stay relevant and effective with modern marketing and branding and content. He's a lead content creator at Think Media, as I said, but he also is a pastor at City Light Church in Las Vegas. So he comes at content creation with the heart of a pastor and the practicality of someone who's been part of growing a channel to over a million subs. So please enjoy this conversation with Omar. Omar, welcome to Word Made Digital. I'm, I'm really glad to have you. I've been wanting to have you on for a long time. Thanks for joining. Thank
1: you for having me and trusting me and pursuing it. I, I think you have a good system for someone who just isn't the best with emails, but uh, I'm glad I, we can <laughs> have, finally have a conversation and talk uh, for a minute.
0: Yeah, man. Well, okay, before we go in too far, can you give us some context for people who, who maybe don't know who you are? Who is Omar al
1: yeah um i guess you could say i i always do this but i split my life in two pieces this is my last resort just kidding um early in the morning (laughs) i I have dry humor uh but essentially i am a content creator full-time content creator uh, we, I create content on think media and on think media we just help people build their influence using online video and YouTube so anything from how to create videos with your smartphone to the best cameras to get started all the way to editing and then YouTube strategy um, but I'm also in ministry as well uh, been a part of a church plant called City light church here in Las Vegas with pastors Jabin and Shannon Chavez and I um, I'm the community pastor there, oversee small groups with my wife, and always felt a call to ministry, uh, but also to the marketplace. And so I've kind of found myself, you know, walking that calling really well, I think because God graces where he calls you. And it's been a beautiful thing to see. Think Media has Uh, over 2.1 million subscribers at the time, and a lot of people seeing uh, the need for being able to communicate their message on video. And it's not just, you know, content creators and creatives, but also, uh, you know, pastors and churches and leaders and nonprofits, and as well as entrepreneurs and business owners and things like that. And so, uh, you know, sowing seeds of that kind of educational content, it's been cool to see that, especially in like 2020, a lot of things did really well for us because everyone was realizing they needed to kind of, you know, adopt this into their ecosystem of business or operation. And so it's been nice to be, I guess you could say, if you could point, point it all down, you could say, Omar el is the video guy. Like he'll help you get started on video. He'll encourage you if you're getting started. Cause you know, when, when you get started, it's not always the prettiest it's usually messy but uh, but we're here for it, right We all start from somewhere and so yeah that's kind of like what I find myself in currently and um, but I'm yeah excited to talk about how I even you know in regards to like my, my bent towards certain uh, things like why I care so much about the church to not just do business and YouTube but but keep uh you know planted in both things to uh, to, to help as many people as we possibly can.
0: Well, and in that you call yourself the video guy, but I'm curious, like, which came first? If I don't know, because you're saying you're kind of, uh, I think they really complement each other, but do you feel like one started and the other kind of fell out of it? Or uh, like, were you more on like a ministry path or more on this like tech video editing kind of path, media
1: path? No, sure. No, I, it really all started when I, you know, in high school, you were able to select, you know, your couple of electives. And so this was like 2006, 2007, I, I chose broadcast journalism. This was like the elective that created the news announcements yeah. and it was a different time. And, um, I definitely, that was the first time I like picked up a camera, you know, created, you know, public service announcements and things like that. Like how do you guys should be recycling or, uh, you know, you could join the basketball team or whatever, And uh, I found like time would just pass like crazy when I would create, like when I would make videos. And then I ended up buying a camera so I can vlog and started editing videos at home. But when I went into college, I did go to college at UNLV for uh, journalism and media studies. So it kind of stayed along the path. But it was in college when I got uh, radically saved in a spirit filled, awesome church here in Las Vegas. and. Uh, Things just kind of moved quickly. I just kind of like right away gave my life to the church, I guess you could say just jumped in like this was I was raised Catholic, but this was the first time I saw a relevant way of approaching and connecting with God. And they did morning announcement or they did, uh, you know, church news and stuff and they did creative videos. And so uh, founding finding my place to be able to serve in that capacity. And we'll, we can get into like the backstory if you'd like to, but like, that's where Sean Cannell was actually the director of communications at the time. And so I was kind of serving under him and, you know, using my gifts for the church kind of like gave me purpose. And it gave me a sense of, um, you know, beyond like, what is at face value? You can actually use your gifts for more than that, but like fast forward, I, I do, uh, you know i ended up getting hired at that church as like an assistant video person and then it quickly became the creative director and i did that for about four and a half years and i always like to say that like i got saved in 2011 and uh you just started you know really chasing after the lord and it wasn't uh until 2014 even though i got hired at like 20 in 2012 um at, at church in ministry i felt like i got like I know this is not theological, but like I got baptized into, (laughs) into ministry when I attended GROW. GROW is a conference put on by a church called Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama. And when I attended that conference, I, something came on me and I felt like I got filled with the Holy Spirit again. And it was like, Omar, your job is to build the church. And here's what's so crazy. There's this, uh, you know, the the law of first mention. Let me let's go. We can go to Bible. You know, just so I'm not like a heretic. But uh, <laughs> but the the, the the first person in scripture that's actually recorded to be filled with the Spirit uh, was this guy named Bezalel, and he wasn't a priest. He wasn't a preacher. He wasn't a worship leader. He was an artisan. He was a, a, a person who worked with his hands and his role was to create what the church would look like. And mm. I would deem him a creative, like the yeah. first person in scripture that was filled with the spirit of God that is recorded with those words. He was filled with the spirit was a creative and And what was the purpose of it, though? The purpose of it was to build God's house. And that's kind of just, I've been on a mission in that and kind of stumbled into cool things. I think that always happens when you begin to follow the voice of God in your life and the call of God on your life is, yeah, like you end up start doing things and, you know, God starts elevating your platform and, and you're like, whoa, now I'm, s- we're sitting on millions of people of influence, but I always go back to the local church. I have my home church. I, I'm, you know, me and my wife do premarital counseling with couples in our church. Like I don't want to ever forsake it. You know, I think the, the, that's the most impact I could truly make. And so I love helping a lot of people, but it's very surface level to help people just with their video content. I want to, I want to help. I want to help churches. And I want to help even more than that, my community of faith. And so that's kind of how it all came together.
0: Wow. I, this is cool. I didn't know, I didn't know this backstory. Uh, that's very cool. I mean, one of the things that's always struck me about you, I, I've been following Sean Cannell for a while. Like I want to say, cause I was a church communications director in the, you know, oh, yeah. the big multi-site church thing here in Toronto, um, before I, I do what I do now. And, um, I did that for nearly a decade. And so somewhere along the lines, I found Sean's content because he was kind of coming out of this church communications background too. And so I just yeah, connected he, with... He would
1: like interview, he would go to church yeah. events and interview pastors and stuff. That's yeah, it right. was like, it was called Think International at the time. That's um, what it was. Yeah, I was. I like, knew
0: it had a different name.
1: I, no, for sure. Like Sean is like an OG when it comes to a lot of that <laughs> stuff because he just jumped on video really quickly, but even more so, you know, he jumped on utilizing... Um, just like interviews and uh, and events but also just the, the the whole revolution of i guess you could say video communication in the church he's kind of like a, a, a for a forerunner when it came to that stuff so yeah it's been cool to see when people know he's like the og or I'm like, okay, you're an OG too because you were doing the thing behind the scenes as well.
0: (laughs) Well, and it's true. Like, I love that, that he's been doing this for so long. He's been saying this thing, you know, I don't know if I would call it prophetic, but it's just foresight at the very least. Like he's seeing 10 years ago, like what was changing and what was moving. Um, You know, I'd love to talk to you about like, (laughs) what do you think it is that, maybe churches even now, 2022, like, what are some things like, oh, like, if only you could kind of get this, if only this would like click for you about the power of this media content, YouTube space. Um, I mean, you're talking to people all the time, not just Christians, you're talking to all kinds of people. But what are some of those things like, oh, if like, if more churches could only make this connection?
1: No, I, I honestly just believe that it has created, video has created an opportunity to reach your community from Monday to Saturday. And yeah. I think, um, you know, whereas like, I still, you know, I am still biased because I believe it's biblical that we can't forsake the gathering of the saints, but we gather, we, we gather on Sundays. Right. But when it comes to like discipleship, when it comes to, video courses or even just what the church can be monday through saturday in 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 wherever the wherever the world is right the bible says go into all the world and it's funny uh with that it's like it's our it's up to our interpretation so i actually just believe that churches are just misinterpreting the 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 possibilities and opportunities of reaching their community throughout the week and so i say like i i just think you know The church is always kind of later when it comes to adopting uh, new innovative ways to reach people with communication. And, you know, there was a time where social media and all that stuff, it was all about aesthetic and how it had to look good and i see a lot of churches still living in that just making things look pretty because we want to protect the brand of the church and it needs to look excellent but a lot of the times when you care so much and i think it's like kind of kind of like modern day religion but i know that that's like a heart thing but like when it's all about how it looks and and yet it's not all that helpful and there's not really that much substance then you're, I think you you're you're not really serving people at the deepest level. And I also think it's a stewardship thing. I think you can actually become really wise with your time as as a you know creative department or even as a as a as a lead pastor. You could you could sit down once and create a a, a five week devotional and drop it once a week and show up you know first thing Wednesday mornings and. But, but yet we just, we just post, you know, bulletin announcements. We just post flyers on our Instagram or, you know, and, and I just think that's where it's being missed. You know, we, at City Light, we're doing our best to kind of do those things. We have an online membership course. And even if you want to become a group leader, we, we ask you to go through a video course. that will literally give you the clarity you need to know if you want to lead a group or not, or if you're supposed to lead a group, we share our leadership standards. But I used to actually open up the church when we were recruit, recruiting leaders four times in two weeks get pizza get coke and then like even the 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 you know the, the turnout for that was pretty low but at the same time like the the people who would actually end up leading would be pretty low so i'm like babe what are we what are we doing wrong here like we're we're regurgitating the same information like yeah. wait why don't we just condense this in a video course and we've just seen so much awesomeness in that regard now I don't think it's the idea of reaching the masses. Like that's where I think there's a lot of paralysis that takes place with churches is like, we're not, we're not called to the, well, no, no, I'm not. Don't, don't make stuff for the world. Make, make things for your church. Like, could you make a post tomorrow that says, you know, what scripture is resonating with you the most right now and watch the engagement come up, you know, take 30 seconds right now and pray for a friend like being, being, I I would say when, when you can change the motive or the, the, the foundation of your, your communication to a place of service and shepherding, I believe that actually it unlocks so many ideas to be able to reach your church because it's not about looking pretty anymore. It's just about being helpful, you know? And, um, long are the, I believe long are the days where things need to look pretty, you know, just Mm -hmm. take out your smartphone. Smartphones look really good nowadays, but like, take out your smartphone and and start helping people throughout the week and i think i think we could see so much come from that as you know we live in this gnarly information age now but if everybody else is being able to inundate us with the information why are we quiet during the weeks i see a lot of churches put all their energy on social on sundays when i'm like aren't you guys gathering anyway i actually think you can capture on Sunday, don't even post on Sunday, so that you can actually have something to do throughout the week, because I think that would be more effective use of your time. But that's kind of just like my heart when it comes to yeah. that. I I, I don't want to make it ever seem like it's not achievable. But I definitely think being helpful is a low barrier, because you know how to help people, you're helping people on Sundays, you're helping people find community, you're helping people. But like, Help people in their walk. You know, what, are the, what is the number one question you get asked by new believers? Create a course around that. So now you can disciple in that way. And and one thing I love about um, video just in general, it, it hacks time. You know, like if you find yourself in ministry, you know, teaching people how to do the same thing because you're onboarding or what have you, you can actually put that in a video form. Whether it's a course or just a, literally shoot it once. So that when, when that person shows up to, to do that task or to help you in that department, that you actually can have deep conversation, you know, like, I, I, you know, I, and and I'm, I'm guilty, like, you know, just regurgitating the same thing Yeah, show up here and stand here, grab this sign, do this. What if I just put that in a video so that when we do see each other Sunday morning, I can be like, dude, how was your week? Like legit, like, how was your week? Oh dude, let's pray. Like we have, we can, we can do that because we don't have to worry about the task. You already saw the task video and how to conduct and how to do what you got to do. So I think there's just very uh, innovative and smart ways to use video, even internally, uh, to be able to either train up your church or um, uh, disciple your church and teach your church and all through the power of video and social media.
0: I love that. Omar, you don't, you don't know this. This wasn't like a setup, but one of the sponsors of the podcast this season is this company called Serve HQ. And basically that's it. Whether you use their videos or you make your own, it's a platform that allows you to train your volunteers, like move them through like a cycle of like, you know, from one to the next to the next, you can bring them through a whole process. Because video can do that. And as you said, then when you're in person, you're doing the things that you can only do when you're in person. Um, So, you know, I think about stuff like during, you know, COVID lockdowns, and all this stuff. And I've, yeah, I've seen some stuff over the years of like, um, you know, baptisms over the internet and all this kind of stuff. But when you... Have some thinking around that. What are some things that you think like we, I mean, video, digital, media, content, all in discipleship, we can do so much, but what are some of those things in your mind that like nothing beats being in the same room? Like we got to be together for this thing.
1: No, I I just think there, this is just a a conviction, but I believe there's just certain, certain, there's things that God is only going to do in, in a gathering, you know, um, hmm. my pastor had the privilege to sit around, uh, a, a special round table it was like invite only. And it was with Craig Rochelle, you know, Craig Rochelle has the biggest yeah. church in America, I believe. And he does a lot of it by video and, you know, he does like multi-site and, you know, even he would say people who call him his pastor online have, have it wrong. Like huh. you have to find your church community. He just has a deep conviction about, you know, the sermon being on video, not needing to necessarily be a physical person, you know, that's just a conviction he has. And he's like, that's why it works. It works because I have a conviction for it. However, I just, you know, I just believe that it truly is irreplaceable. And I think we could all agree, you know, with the last few years when, when, uh, the gathering was actually compromised because of things, you felt a sense of like, man, this is, this is different. Like, I need we need the physical interaction i need to hug somebody like straight up like i need to have a face-to-face conversation with somebody and uh but but at the end of the day i just really believe like it might be a healing it might be a breakthrough it might be a god idea but like there are things that god's only gonna do when we gather uh you know whether it's on a sunday or midweek or whatever but definitely the in-person gathering there's there's no replacement for that
0: If you are listening to this conversation on digital content creation, it's probably because you're not just a content creator, you're also a content consumer. So I'd love to talk to you about a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society. The Bible can feel overwhelming, confusing, hard to believe, but Scripture Untangled is a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society, and it's bringing you interviews with culture leaders, leaders in ministry, and Bible thinkers to help you be inspired to dive into the Bible for yourself and understand. It. Listen for free and subscribe to Scripture Untangled wherever you're listening to this podcast, YouTube and Apple and Spotify, wherever you get it. And you can also go to scriptureuntangled.ca for more info. The link is down in the show notes. Okay, back to the conversation with Omar. Yeah. And okay, you, you've mentioned this now, and I'd love to dive into this because I find people really are encouraged when we talk about this that. The aesthetic thing that like the early 2010s, I'm thinking about like the beautiful Instagram picture, you know, like all the bokeh, all the blurry background. um, That was like, you had to have it. Like, so churches felt all this pressure to buy very expensive gear, do all this stuff that costs, you know, tens of thousands of dollars by the time you get a few cameras, a few lights, a few lenses, a few good mics, a few setups. Um, But what you've kind of said so far in our conversation is like that stuff matters less. Like just get in front of your people. Um, um, I'd love to know more about like, what are you seeing with that? Like um, the trend, not that you're like trying to make it deliberately bad, (laughs) but like, what are you, are you seeing some success for, for not just Christians, just like in the world? Like what are you, maybe it's the TikTok stuff. Like what are you seeing that's getting traction that it doesn't seem to matter about, uh, you know, how good your tech setup is?
1: Right. I mean, I think the, the thing that's, that's getting traction is volume. So the reason why all that stuff, I believe, shouldn't matter is simply because if it prohibits you from actually creating more, then you need to scale it back and simplify. Um, you know, it just, it just boiled down when it, branding and marketing really just comes down to the idea that when somebody thinks about something that you come up. Right. So if you're a real estate agent and you're, you know, creating videos and when, when I decide to sell my home or go buy a home, I think about somebody, but who I think about usually is reflected on who constantly shows up when I'm not thinking about it yet. Right. And Uh so I think, uh, because volume is what's rewarded, you know, in regards to the, the algorithm and even just, you know, psychologically, when you show up consistently, you know, consistency is a brand play. Like huh. you want your church to have a consistent brand. Like just, I, w- I hope that when people think about our church, they think we're consistent. Well, then show up consistently. You know that 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 there's a psychological reward when it when you show up consistently. I believe I'm doing this interview right now because I showed up consistently on my Instagram page. It just top of mind. Like dude, that, that Omar guy, and then I probably fade away in the abyss, and then here I go, I come up again. You know, yeah. And so it's really, I think the the reason why the the aesthetic doesn't matter as much is because the thing that's rewarded now is volume. And so if if putting on it's the lens like and the quali- camera and the mic- It's
0: quantity over quality is kind of what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: I would say, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to quality, content value is quality. So right. what the iPhone video is recording can be quality in regards to what, what the content actually is. So yes, I believe content value beats production value every day. If you have the, you know, systems, processes, and people to be able to achieve both, beautiful, awesome. But I just think it's not required. Like, you don't need it. And uh, I, I follow this guy, and he says that visibility beats ability. Hmm. You know, if, if you're an entrepreneur or if you have a nonprofit, um, I would even say that, like, if you're not like being seen and and let's just go biblical, God says like, you are the light of the world. This was the, this was the one time in scripture where he says, partake in what I am, because Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And then he says, you're the light of the world. It's like, wait a second. Like, no, you're the light. And he's like, no, you are. And, and and yet we, we hide during the week. And so I know it sounds self-serving, but I believe God wants us to be seen. Like, let, look to us for how to live, look for us for how to parent, look, look to us for how to, you know, uh, raise a family and, and, and be uh, like Christ, you know. And, and so I think all, all that to say that volume is the new aesthetic. So, so rather than caring about how things look, just care about the content in and of itself and how that gets shot you can, you know, dial that in over time. You'll, you'll shoot a video with somebody 50 feet away on an iPhone and be like, where the sound's not good. Okay. Let's figure (laughs) out a way to get the sound. Well, maybe if you just come up closer, the sound will sound great cool, free fix. Or, you know, I found a $20 mic on Amazon that could plug into an iPhone. I went around our church, uh, you know, lobby, and I was just interviewing people. And it was like a great thing. It was shot on my iPhone. Somebody just held it. And it was a a fun thing. And people saw themselves. It wasn't pretty. It was there was no blurry background. Um, But but the content value was there. And it was just a cool way to like celebrate people just even uh, in the outside foyer and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, well, and even that, of course, like phones are so much better than they ever used to be. Um, you know, we're talking about, I mean, just even like the blurry background. Like, yeah, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit off because the it's all, compu- you know, it's all, you know, done by the computer. But like what the iPhone now can do in like the cinematic mode and all this, like it's it's um, incredible. When I think back, to 2010 when I was that church communications director even man even like 2019 like like the amazing stuff now we can do and I just grabbed a piece of gear off Amazon that you told me to buy in one of your videos it is um this thing this is a uh okay. b- basically it's allowing me to plug like a proper you know my sure sure mic SM7B into an iPhone so now Through your advice, you know, I can up my audio game on my iPhone with like a really pro sounding audio in this little tiny phone that I've got. It's amazing.
1: Um, And that's something, something I teach real quick is like, if you are going to invest in equipment, don't go cameras. Actually, the uh best way to go about it is. Go audio first, like get a, get a good audio solution. If you're going to start creating devotionals, if you're going to create whatever it's going to be, get a good audio solution. And then secondly, if you find yourself going to sit in one spot before you buy a camera, I would actually say get a good light. You know, having a a large, uh, you know, soft light hit your face, it really is, it, it'll, it'll bring out so much from the phone. And we've actually, no one's ever said a video that we uploaded on Think Media, which was shot on an iPhone, no one's ever said, dang, this quality is garbage. No one's ever said it, but that's because I hack the quality with audio and lighting because I, you can pull the best results out of any camera when you have good lighting and good audio.
0: Yeah, and what I love too is uh, in a lot of the content you're creating, you're showing examples at like different price points, different budget levels, but also like even like like what to do, what to do when you're in like a really small room because like lighting's awesome, but if you have a tiny room, like what are you going to do? You know, these some of these lights that you're talking about can be so huge. So I love that you... Um, And one of the reasons I keep following your content is just that you keep creating options for different kinds of people. You're trying to demonstrate all the time through these practical tools. (laughs) Like, yeah, there's there's lots of ways we can get at this, but... I mean, ultimately what, what you, what I hope people are hearing you say is if it's the content that matters the most. So (laughs) if your content sucks, nobody's going to be watching, but if you're trying to care for people, shepherd people, um, just like what, what, even if you're not in like a Christian pastoral context, if you actually care about the people, I think your content's going to be way better. Um, so maybe, maybe just as like a fun question right now, what's like one of your favorite, uh, pieces of gear right now, like in your own setup? Like when you think of like the, like the, like little hacks that you're playing with right now, what's something you're enjoying?
1: You know, uh, recent, I mean, I would say I, I've taken this summer to take my Instagram a little bit more seriously, um, as far as building like my personal brand. And the, the way I've been able to do that is by simply putting a camera off to the side, of whatever it is i'm doing so like it, it, might, it like right now on this call i have a camera off to the side because uh someone's gonna cut up little pieces and i'll now have you know 30 reels to post but i think the when it comes to the gear side of it i just like I'm, i don't usually use a fancy camera to do that i just use a good lens on an older camera to do that but i think the the thing that i'm kind of like you know that that i would say was an unlock and something i'm actually like pumped about right now and something i'm teaching people is that you don't necessarily always have to make content. You can just be the content. Mm. So I'm not, I I didn't sit down and plan out this interview and plan out what I was going to say. However, I do know because I'm going to be asked questions that the, the chances are people who are asking the question in other forms and factors will be able to get the answer on my Instagram eventually. So um, so I, that's something that I'm like kind of uh, having fun with right now. And it's because I think there are some people that have enough wisdom, enough experience, enough of uh, something to share that's inside of them, that they don't actually have to like sit down and write down scripts and outlines. No, you can just, m- maybe it's a podcast interview show with the pastor. Like, how about pastors already writing a sermon, you know, on sun- for Sundays? Let's just sit down and, and talk through you know, little, you know, things just have questions yeah. dialed and, and it's going to create content in and of itself. And so I, I, I think the, that idea um, about you being the content rather than having to make the content is a kind of an unlock that I've been playing with a lot recently.
0: Oh, I love that. Uh, and it just takes the pressure off too. It's like, you don't know exactly what you're going to pull from this interview, but there'll be a ton of things that you can capture later. If you just are recording, like what you guys always say, you got to just press record. If you just (laughs) are recording it, um, you never know like later what's going to come out of it. When I think of um, like not institutions, the church, but like individuals, whether that Christians, you know, whether they're like overtly wanting to be Christian with their message or um, they just are trying to, bring good, light, love, whatever into the world, whether, you know, they have a cause that they care about or whatever. What's some stuff that the individual person can learn from like the entrepreneur strategy on YouTube, on social media? Like what are, what are entrepreneurs doing that that Christians need to hack?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, you know, some people actually have like that debate before they even get started is like, do I go am I going to be a covert Christian personal Mm. brand or am I going to be an overt Christian Christian brand? Now, like think media is ran with biblical values. Like we operate, the business is operated from biblical principles and even just the dynamic and how we conduct ourselves and all that stuff. We, we care, but we understand that we want to reach as much people as we can. And so, um, I think that like that one, Paul says, I, you know, becoming all things to all people you know, there like, you don't have to shove Bible down people's throats. But one thing I think that, uh, I see people building personal brands do really well is showing up consistently. Like mm. shouldn't, shouldn't we be the most consistent people, you know, that people can rely on and trust on and things like that. But then I see, and, and, and Hey, you know, maybe it's like, Hey, the, those entrepreneurs have the funds to, to be able to do that. Well, my, I would ask the question, Why have you forsaken investing into that journey of being able to produce consistent content? And so if I could trust this entrepreneur who's putting out more content than, you know, myself or an organization, then then they're going to win people and maybe they're not putting out a good message, you know, and that, that kind of like, that's something that we, you could say it's like a righteous anger, I guess you could say, or just like the thing that kind of like, ah, I don't know. I don't, we we don't like sleazy marketers. That's kind of like our answer to the whole thing is like, let's just help people with free content. We believe God's going to reward that with different various creative ways. And it's really cool to see how much brand deals and sponsorships are actually funding so much of what we're doing. But I say all that to say that like, it's, it's out of that kind of like, ah, like, we want people to listen to us because we're going to lead them down a good path, you know? And so I would say just, uh, being consistent, honestly, is, is really step one. And just committing to knowing that like, this is, this is, it's beyond just kind of like an, a direct, you know, return on your investment of time because it's over time. What comes to the mind of a person who follows you psychologically to the point where they feel comfortable. That's what's so cool about video is it does create a, um, a, a no like and trust factor, because you're showing up number one, consistently. And every time you do show up, you provide some sort of value, you know? And I, you know, I, you know, somebody I absolutely love is, is Gary V. Like yeah. that guy, like he's, he's phenomenal. And, and what he teaches is awesome. But like, sometimes I'm like, dude, I mean, where where are the, 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 the Christian, I guess you could say the Christian Gary V's are in your own right. You're not, you don't have to be the Christian Gary Vee, but I mean, like, where are those people at, you know? And, um, and so I, I just say all that to say that don't miss out on like the influence you can have because, dude, somebody's going to get the influence. Somebody's going to say the same information you have, but just because they were first to it or even just committed to being consistent about it, that in in a sense, they're going to win.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's so true. It's this classic thing like, I think, people don't do this as much anymore, but like they start a blog and then they like, you know, a year and a half later, I'm back. I'm starting again. Mm. Or like they start the YouTube channel. Like that was like the old days. People were always restarting their blogs. And now I think like a YouTube channel or like consistency with TikTok or reels or Instagram, or whatever it is like they, it's the consistently showing up that seems right. to differentiate no, those who succeed think, and those who don't.
1: Right. And, and you know, the Bible says that the, was it the Lord rejoices when a work has begun? Mm. Like, we I think I think Christians like love that because they're like, Yeah, dude, anyone could start anyone could upload a video to YouTube and actually get started and then the Lord rejoices that the work has begun. But like he rejoices the, the work has begun because it should be continued. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't there, stop there, there. There's a lot of right. But yeah, so much people launch their thing with one, you know, they'll launch their YouTube channel with one video upload with no, with no video in the, you know, arsenal ready to release or whatever. And, And then you just, you're gone after a week when that's, that, that, that doesn't actually help anybody. You know, I actually think there's something about just, just doing it, like just showing up consistently, let the people come over time. And you actually don't even need to actually formally announce it ever that you're launching something. You can just do something that over time will actually get traction because you're showing up consistently.
0: Uh, And what's some of that stuff that makes you stop and realize your impact on people? Because of course, like you're at a distance from a lot of it because you're not seeing people in real life. These are people all over the world watching your content. Um, um, Like what are some of those things that like, do you have any stories or some stuff that like keeps you, keeps you wanting to show up consistently because you see the impact you're making?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of number one. I mean, comments are really cool. I think what's cool about you know being a consistent creator of content is the feedback you get, and sometimes feedback comes directly in the form of comments. And so, where I was able to like look at the comments on, on things. Um, I do know that like what I'm learning is that there's certain types of personalities, right? There's a personality of a person who actually feels led to leave comments and like a paragraph worth of comments that like expounds on what it is you actually did for their life. And we're so grateful for that. But I know that there's like 99% of other personalities that won't even, you know, say anything unless we're in person. So uh, just to like simply answer your question, like what are what's the like one thing I believe, you know, re-engages me and keeps me pumped up to continue to create content. I believe it's the in-person meetings. When I go to conferences that, uh, you know, I just went to Vid Summit last week in LA and it was like a YouTube conference. I mean, you're talking dozens of people coming up to me that, I, you know, I never know. I don't know who they are. They just say, thank you. Like, dude, I was looking for this and you, I got this. Bro, I saw your podcast set up and I opened up my own podcast studio. Bro, I, you know, th- the, those are, it's, it's when the, the human interaction usually takes place is when I'm like, okay, this is, it, it's working. The social medias is work. Um, but uh, <laughs> that that's kind of one of it. And, you know, it's, a lot of people do slip in the DMs and just say, thank you. And, and I just know it's a, it's a type of person to do that. Um, but definitely yeah. the in-person exchange is something that I believe is, is irreplaceable when, when, when that conversation could take place.
0: Yeah, it's so true, right? Like for every person who does comment, there's 99 more who are never probably going to say anything online, but that didn't mean that they didn't appreciate it. Didn't connect with it. Like, I don't know if I've ever commented on the YouTube videos you guys do. Cause I'm usually watching them like, while I'm doing, you know, something else. That's the nature of YouTube. So I'm not sitting there, but one time I did send you a DM just to thank you. And that was like one time out of how many dozens of videos I've actually watched. So I think that's a good encouragement for people too to remember that, uh, just because you aren't getting, if a you know, hundred people watch your video, you might only get one comment, but they can represent more people who were helped by what you're doing. One hundred. And at the end yeah. of the
1: day, just, you, you, I can't control people saying thank you, or I can't control the interaction. Because even in the in-person, I can't imagine the other people that probably saw me and were like, oh, that's Omar from Think Media. I don't know if I should say hi. You know, like that, there was probably that dynamic, but it is just to know that I can control the content that I'm putting out. So yeah. if I'm putting out valuable, helpful content, that's what I can control. Just, I believe there is just a, a return on that it just because people will be helped. Yeah, like I think that's, that's just a great place to live is like, wow, I put in this work, it's very helpful, it's gonna help a lot of people, awesome. you know. So um, yeah, that's definitely something to just keep in mind is you're never gonna get the 100% feedback that we all are looking for.
0: I hope you're loving this conversation with Omar al And I love that he has the heart of a pastor as he talks about things online because I know we can be bombarded with all kinds of needs and we don't know what to do as a Christian when we get all this media coming at us. But here's what you need to know right now. The world is facing an unprecedented global food crisis and the numbers are actually pretty staggering. 828 million people or nearly 10% of the world's population Population right now is affected by hunger and that's just in context 46 million more people than a year ago so it's hard to know what to do and we get this content coming at us but here's the good news compassion's local church partners are on the front lines and they are responding and there's simple and tangible ways we can partner to answer hunger with hope so this year's gifts of compassion gift guide includes gifts specifically targeted and meeting the the critical needs brought on by this food crisis. You can give at compassion.ca slash shop, compassion.ca slash shop. So whatever you're doing with the holiday season coming up, we would love you to include gifts of compassion for others, this huge need of global hunger right now. All right, back to the conversation with Omar. Yeah. When I think and then on the other side of this, this whole idea of like people following you, watching you, as you say, like people starting to maybe, maybe you're walking down the street or you're at an event, people start to even know who you are and you've never met these people. There's this weird other piece of it. Um, and I think also a, as Christians, we have to wrestle with this idea of like, you know, fame, fame in like a very small way. I think, <laughs> you know, it was a very small amount of fame, but being known or how do you keep, um, like your heart in check, your ego in check. Like is that what your wife is for? Like how do you <laughs> um because I think that like a lot of people we all see other people go go bad in this direction. Like okay. you know, the the fruit gets rotten after a little while. Whether, you know, it's pride, arrogance, ego, sin, you know, all the things that we can all like we can all get there. How do you how do you wrestle with that side of it?
1: I believe the single most important attribute to maintaining humility despite the increase of influence i believe comes down to the the fear and reverence of god that i have huh. you know my that's what keeps me humble like my when i think about my life outside of being close to god when i think about my life living in the flesh as opposed to living in the spirit i'm terrified I'm not terrified of god but i am terrified of what my life can look like Apart from Him, and so I believe it's 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 my reverence for Christ that keeps those guardrails up, that allow me to stay in my lane, like I allow me to to stay under His mighty hand and uh, and I, and and remain humble. And I think it's kind of been that's it, not an emphasis. Even as I say that, there's probably be like, whoa, that's that's what you decide to say when in regards. To, I just believe that's, I mean, I've been in ministry for 12 years and I've seen people come and go. I would attribute it just to that single factor. It's like they've lost their reverence for God. Um, you know, I was in a room, uh, with, with a a prolific author and speaker and preacher, and he sold millions and millions and millions of books. And, you know, honestly, he, he's seen the, the, the church globally and, uh, He's seen the contrast between the American church and churches that truly rely on God because they they yeah. know they need him. And he's he's come down to this conclusion that America loves Jesus, but we don't fear God. Huh. And I, I, I am actually, you know, whenever I get the opportunity to bring it in or talk about it, I think it's just, it, it's been lost. And it might have gotten lost because of the whole grace thing, you know, where it's all about grace. And we, it's, it's, it's all God's doing. So then I can just rely on that. But no, our response is, is, is honor and reverence and, and he is God and I am not, you know, and even, you know, our, our, premarital and it's kind of like sideways, but like our premarital class that me and my wife are doing with these young couples, you know, last week I read Ephesians 5, 21, you know, and I've been to a lot of weddings. I've been under a lot of relationship series, um, But Ephesians 5.21 says, submit to one another out of your reverence for Christ. Like, it is literally your fear of the Lord that even produces a biblical marriage. So Mm -hmm. that's how you stay in marriage is out of your reverence for Christ. However, this is one thing I've learned. Submission comes regardless. So if if you're not going to be, if if you don't submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, you're going to submit to something out of something else you fear. Because yeah. you submit to whatever it is you fear most.
0: Well, it's so coming for you either way. Gonna,
1: right. So, yeah, if, so do if, it the right if, if way. I'm, yeah. If I'm fearing, you know, the the fame and recognition, and I'm afraid of what that looks like when I'm when I'm not famous and when I'm not recognized, then I'm going to submit to that. Or it, it might be entertainment. You know, it might be sports or what have you. And so, I, I believe if I can just boil it down, it's my fear of God. It keeps me close to the Holy Spirit and. Honestly, I, I, I can care on I I can honestly care less about like the, the being known and stuff, because I do things in my life that make me feel like I'm just a regular guy. And I really am. That's all I am. And even just our, our premarital group and running small groups and seeing our community, like get breakthrough and we're able to facilitate that and be a part of that. Like, those are things that like essentially keep me humble. But I would say the one thing that keeps me there is my fear of God.
0: Huh, I love that, and um you know when I'm thinking about other people listening who i I know this was my own experience when I was in the church and I was in this i it wasn't like chess moves I was making, but I was starting to build more content, I was involved in you know I'm part of a a Christian TV show here in Canada and doing this podcast, and this stuff in my life was starting to grow outside of my church job, and then there can be this tension, and I don't think just even in church just in any job where like You're trying to build the content thing and you also have uh, like the responsibilities of your job. Um, And it seems like you've been able to work with your leadership to have like um, a way to make those two do a little dance and and work together. I don't know if that's because you're part time in each or um, because... You know, they just support what you're doing. But what would you say to other people who are who are wanting to build, co- whether that's Christian content, maybe number one, but secondly, just like content for their business, like, hey, boss, I want to spend more time focused in this thing, and I think this is going to help, whether it take me or take our business, take our ministry to another level. <laughs> What's what would be your advice? How do you talk to the boss about this?
1: <laughs> no, I, I think I think it, it does start from if you hear God on something. Like don't don't seek an opportunity just because you see a wide open door. It not might it not might be a door that was opened by God, you know, just because you see a financial reward through a path doesn't necessarily mean you should go down it. Now, if you feel a call to both. So I think that's something that it would start with me. Like I feel a call to both. And so my, you know, Pastor Jabin, my, my lead pastor, he senses that call on my life. I actually I mean I wasn't even one to I, wouldn't, I wasn't seeking an ordination, you know, in 2021. And uh, I was just operating as a shepherd because I love people. And I know we were talking about this off camera, but like my care for people is why he said like, dude, we want to ordain you. Talked with the board, talked with the elders. And we've, we we want to uh, confirm the call of God on your life. And so I have Pastor Javin, which I believe most pastors should do this. Every pastor should, is confirm the call of God on people's life. And, mm-hmm. and if that call might... Look differently. And that's the thing is like there is no, you know, cookie cutter call for everybody. It looks different for everybody, but it takes him to have the security to know that uh, Omar doesn't need to be here throughout the week. And he's actually very wise with his time and I can trust him because we have the relationship that I'm able to like, you know, build out the small groups ministry. And in four and a half years, we have over 50 percent participation in small groups, 100 leaders in our church. Like it's incredible. And I don't even work at the church full time. I know people that are working full time doing small groups and they're not they're actually not you know, uh, doing as much productive work as I'm able to do, but it's also because of my brain and that's how I function. But then on the flip side, I have Sean, who, you know, is the CEO of Think Media. And although I am like, I am a contractor and you know, I, it's on me to create the content for Think Media. There is a, because he knows the call of God on my life. There's the grace to know that like, Hey, I, I can't be there for that because I have this going on, you know? And so I think it's having the leaders, uh, very secure leaders in my life, which I'm super grateful for. And I believe God's given me to to l- allow me to walk in my calling. Now to kind of go back to the face value question, if if somebody feels like a burning in them and they feel a call to do both, I think this is not mm-hmm. really talked about much, but like you feel like you can do both. I can't, you know, like I can, I'm, I'm, I'm actually wasting time being here 40 hours, accomplishing the tasks that I get paid for. If you can accomplish that task in less time, you should maybe either get paid less to not have to be there as long uh, and or, you know, work out something where you could either take on more responsibility or what have you. But if you feel called to do something else or even, you know, start a content journey to start your own thing, and it's coming from a place of service and God called you to it, then I think a, a healthy conversation about going, you know, trying it out. But I don't, I, I honestly think there's still so much time if you are a... Full time salary uh, person that you still have so much time during the week to actually build something. I I teach the art of batching a lot, and this is where you you know plan everything in one sitting, you script everything in one sitting, and then the next sitting you shoot it all, and then the next sitting you edit it all, and and you create content side hustle wise that way, and over time you could see some traction so that when the conversation comes that you can actually have it, and so I mean because like go up to your boss, be like, yo, I want to do this thing. And you upload one video, launch your thing. You never upload again. Like we talked about moments ago yeah. and uh, it's like, okay, well, what, what happened there? You know? um. But I, I think if you can't shake it though, when, when you feel a call to both when you feel called to do something, it, it it's frustrating. You know, you get frustrated when you see other people do it or you, you either, you talk about it a lot with your spouse or your friends or the people closest to you. And it's just something that burns inside. And that, that personally, even, even now it's like, it, I'm, I'm not fully walking in my full potential. I'm I'm there's still things that God's put in my heart that I want to see through but with patience and with relationship and and all that stuff I think I think um it can come to pass eventually um when when I put it in in yeah. place.
0: I think of this scripture that w- what you're talking about reminds me so much of this scripture. that says, David, King David led the people with an upright heart and a skillful hand. As in, yeah. it was both. He had like the character, the heart, the integrity, the passion to shepherd and care for people. But he had a skillful hand. Like he did the work. He put in, he made the strategy to do batching so he could do it. He showed up consistent. You know, I mean, this is the modern, this is the YouTuber interpretation oh, good. of it. But it's, Dude, the, I'm feeling you know,
1: that revelation.
0: Yeah, no, I hope, I, I just hope people are hearing like, you know, so many people want to do it and why do so pe- few people actually do it? It's because they have all these ideas and they don't have the skillful hand that like they mm-hmm. aren't showing up consistently. They aren't building a plan to make it work in the other parts of their life like work smarter, not harder, all these stupid expressions, but like batching your content, figuring out where it fits. So you can have all this great gear, but if you only show up once a month, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and then you can have this big heart for people, but if you only show up once a month, how are they going to be cared for? <laughs> so I love that. Omar, um, we'll wrap up here. Where can people find you? Where do you want to send people on the internet? And if a bonus, um, you know, maybe maybe give us like a follow that you think beyond yourself, who's someone we should follow online that we may not know about?
1: Yeah, I mean, number one, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Omar Elta Corey. put it in the links in the show notes below. Yeah. Um, and if you're looking for literally anything, when it comes to creating videos online, or specifically YouTube as well, then just going to our YouTube channel called Think Media. We post five days a week, uh, like really high quality videos. And then w- you could literally use it as a library, like search podcast. And you'll find, a you know, a, li- a, a archive of videos that show you how to start a podcast, search live stream, whatever you're trying to start or, you know, get, you know, in regards to gear, uh, Think Media will help you with that. And when it comes to following someone that I believe uh, everyone should follow that's beyond me, I think... Um, I follow a lot of smart guys. I think one person, and I, I, I am, and that's what dude, someone Christian doesn't come to mind when you ask me that. The person that's influencing me right now on my yeah. uh, feed is a guy named Alex Hermosi mm-hmm. and he actually had a background in the church, but he's kind of fallen away. But he's still a brilliant mind. Uh, he's been up and coming. He's a, he 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 has his background in sales, but literally the things he talks about when it comes to uh, creating products and selling a service or building a business. Um, it's just such smart thinking and he's, he, you could tell this guy has been in the dark for debt for a decade and he just started, he just turned on a camera and started producing content and his, his content is so rich. And so, so I would his say name follow one more time. Him. his, uh, his name is Alex Hermosi and he right spelled on. it H O R O M I or Z I, but yeah, awesome. if you type in Alex H he'll show up.
0: Omar, thanks so much. Uh, I've really enjoyed the conversation. You um, clearly have some sort of journalism background. You're a great communicator, um, but what you're saying as you communicate, I think, is so important. I think this is going to be a really shareable episode. So pass it around, everyone. Thanks so much, Omar. Thank you. Omar, thank you so much for the conversation. I love chatting with you. And next week on the podcast, we have Digital Church Toolkit and the founder, one of the founders of it, Peter Murden from the UK. So Digital Church Toolkit is doing in the UK what We're Made Digital is doing largely more in the North American context. You're going to love this conversation and the insight they're bringing of what's going on in the church in the UK, what's working and how, uh, how they help people like us communicate, evangelize, disciple in this digital world. Thank you so much to our sponsors, to Compassion Canada, who are lifting children from poverty and hunger, this huge crisis right now, and they're doing it in Jesus' name. To the new podcast, Scripture Untangled by the Canadian Bible Society. We'd love for you to check it out. And Serve HQ. Train your ministry volunteers, your leaders, and new members online, fast and easy with Serve HQ. We would love for you to check out the links down in the show notes to Serve HQ, Compassion, Scripture Untangled. These are all reasons Sources to you. And when you support these partners of ours, you support Wormade Digital. That's kind of a symbiotic relationship. That's why we call them partners. We would love for you to check that out. Check out our YouTube channel for tutorials. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're watching this on YouTube. And we will see you next week with the next Word Made Digital podcast.